Hello again, Gunas. This winning habit, I'm not sick of it yet. I'll be honest, I could, I could keep this going for a while. I'm not sure if I can keep talking for a while, but most people say, yes, I can. Maybe, maybe it's a challenge. Or is it? Or is it? I mean, when, when the result's going well, it, it's not as much of a challenge, is it? Oh, oh, you're here. You're here. There I was, yeah. like, I was holding the fort. But now you're here. I'll just stop the music dead. It's just not very oh. professional. But, yeah, so just, your thoughts on that game, the Wolves game? Yeah, no, it was... Uh... What a game. I, I tell you what, I think we can count ourselves slightly fortunate just because for me, I think Wolves, yeah, at, certainly at half time, Wolves should have been like 3 0 up. Uh, they they had they had lots of chances. I thought defensively we looked, we weren't shaky, but I thought we were, you know, uh, we weren't solid. And obviously the defense, the, the mistake for the goal. Uh, we started off quite well, but Wolves, you know, they're a good team. Yeah, there's a reason like they've got second or third best defense in the world, uh, not in the world, in the league this year. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, I thought you know, the last thing we wanted to do was to concede because you could imagine they would just sit back. And but I thought you know the positives from it were you know, even despite the mistake from Gabriel, uh, and I, I thought Wolves, you know, they had chances to score. And they seem to be a bit more clear-cut. The second half, I think what helped us uh, was when they brought that Pedence off. And they brought the, the Korean lad that scored, they brought him off. And I think it meant that, you know, because that formation change, it allowed, along with our subs, the subs really did change it. So I, I got the feeling we weren't going to score. That's uh, so that's so yeah, uh, I just thought we were just banging away at the door. And I think it was, yeah, a bit of a masterstroke from Arteta, you know, with the subs. They worked. Uh, and what I think certainly helped the Enketia sub, because Lacazette was coming deep a lot. And the centre-halves, Cody, uh, and uh, the, the, the three centre-halves weren't being... They had an easy time of it up until then, because Lacazette was coming so deep that they, he wasn't running in behind at all. And, you know, it wasn't working. And when Nketiah came on, you know, for the goal, but he, he'd done it a couple of times uh, when he came on, he, he ran behind the defenders. You know, he was making them think. And I think, you know, the, the, the tactical change where I think it was Cedric got brought off. We had two strikers up there, you know, almost like a, a false nine and an actual number nine in Nketiah. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he pushed the centre-ass back and obviously... He, yeah, he created that first goal, or he assisted that first goal with an Odegaard pass. Uh, and then right at the end, you know, we were pressing, we were pressing. And yeah, nothing beats getting a last-minute winner. And I think, you know, we, we were positive. We tried, and uh, we certainly were banging the door. And, you know, Wolves were time-wasting, as you would. Uh, so it's very, very satisfying to get the result. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a tough team. Like they're quite in form. Their two defeats in ten games has been to us, you know. Like they've, uh, you know, they're not. They've played some good teams as well. So yeah, great result uh, and you know, good performance as well. I think to show it's the first time I think Arsenal have uh, come back, you know, one nil down under Arteta. I don't think we've ever done that before. Apparently under Arteta, uh, and it's the first time since November Wolves have given up a lead, you know. So you know, there's a few firsts. Uh, it felt like a big moment. It felt like, you know, I think ours is top four now to lose. Uh, you know, obviously we've still got a few more games, still got 14 more games, but it kind of feels like it's a bit more in our hands, you know, especially with United dropping points again. Uh, I mean, it would have been not, and Spurs dropping points the night before uh, or whatever it was, they played Burnley. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I think it was the night before. So it certainly feels like it's more in our hands now. It's ours to lose almost getting top four. So, yeah, great result. Uh, set me up nicely. I, I stayed. I woke up early to watch it. It was a four o'clock kickoff here in the morning. Uh, mm. So it set me up nicely for, the, for Friday. Friday, going to work. I was in a good mood all day. So, yeah, yeah, they played well. They, they did. And, you know, there does seem to be something developing at Arsenal. Yeah, team spirit. Yeah, team spirit. Yeah. That's definitely. What, that's, that's what, that's what, 
Yeah, you saw how they celebrated. Uh, and, you know, I, I think a special mention has to go to Odegaard. I think the mid, all the midfield three played very well, but Odegaard was out of this world. Like, and he was gassed. You saw it. There's a, there's a picture on Twitter uh, of him. Uh, well, after Arsenal's score, you can see him just... He's just on, almost on his knees. Like, he's just absolutely dead. Like, he's ran himself into the ground. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a good performance, good result. And, you know, obviously the next game against Watford, another must-win, another cup final. All cup finals from here. Here till yeah. the end of the season, really. Yeah, because really. the chasing pack, I mean, you know, well, Arsenal are sort of part of the chasing pack, really, aren't they? Because games in hand are not points. You know, that's... No, that's but I think, though, if, like, if we beat Watford on Sunday and United lose to City, we go into fourth. Oh, uh, actual points on the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then throw in the games in hand as well. And, and people, a couple of people said, well, you know, you've got to play Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs. Yeah, we do. But so do all the other teams. You know, like United have got to play. United have got some tough games. Spurs have got, United have got an absolute stinker of a march. Their march is awful. Uh, mm. They play, they, I think they play Spurs. They play City. Uh, they definitely play City away. I'm not sure. Yeah, Spurs, not an easy game. Uh, obviously, you know, someone's going to drop points there. Hopefully both. They both drop points. So, yeah, we've got a relatively easier run. Certainly March. Uh, it's slightly easier. And I do feel that, that and, yeah, and the form that we're in as well in the last 10 games, we've been on fantastic form in the league. I know we had the, the Cup, uh, Nottingham Forest, Howler. Uh, and, yeah, we came close with Liverpool, but we couldn't get over the line. But certainly in the league, yeah, we've, we've been in fantastic form. So, you know, the, the, it's Arteta's job to make sure we don't get complacent, we don't get cocky, we don't think we can just turn up and win. Because look at Watford. Watford drew with United on Saturday. They went to United. So they'll, their confidence will be up a little bit. Uh, so it was you know, definitely by no means guaranteed three points on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, really tough. Mm. Well, I think we knew this from the start, but... It's like you said, Arsenal got a better run in than the other teams, and Man U just—they—they they don't look—they don't look together as a team. They've got individuals. The team that's actually bothering me now—I hate to say it—well, it's only based on the last performance was, and I didn't see all of it. it was Spurs, Spurs against Leeds—they just annihilated Leeds, really. Even though Leeds yeah. had sixty percent of the possession, yeah. How did they yeah. get through? Well, I mean, well, they're just clinical. That's the thing. Uh, in answer to my own question, but what did you, what are you thinking? What do you think no, about that? Well, I agree that they are probably the biggest threat to us. I think United. And I agree with your comments on United. I don't think they were, they, they were clinical. Yeah, fine. But for me, Leeds are so open. Yeah, like, they are. Every, game they, every game they play, they're so open, and. Bielsa was almost a bit Wenger-esque in his stubbornness to change. Uh, like, and, you know, if you watch Leeds, you know, Leeds lost to United. I think you can blow that result out of proportion a little bit. Like Spurs were fine, but I think with Spurs, like you said, they had Leeds had 60% possession. That, that works for Spurs. They like that. They, they like hitting teams on the counter. Uh, you know, they beat City because they hit them on the counter. They yeah. lose, they drop points, or they lose to Southampton or whoever, or Wolves, because they have to attack. And I, and so my, yeah, I said that last week. So them beating Leeds doesn't surprise me because they ha they didn't have to break them down. Leeds attack, 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 attack. They only know one way, and so Spurs hit them on the counter, and they did, and it was quick, and it was yeah, you could all right, fine, you could say it was clinical, but like I said Leeds are so open. Uh, I watched the game. Uh, I, I didn't really. I, my feed wasn't very good, so I didn't see the goals particularly greatly. But uh, I watched the game. Spurs didn't get out of third gear. They didn't need to because you know they like hitting teams on the counter. Son, Mora, Kane. They hit teams on the counter. Uh, the new lad that scored twice. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to embarrass myself by trying to pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Eastern yeah. European, I think, by the sounds of his name. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he looks a decent player. You know, they, I think they've paid a fair bit of money for him. He looks a decent player. But again, yeah, like beating Leeds 
you know, obviously you have to do it. You have to turn up. But uh, I think it's, they're flattered to deceive. Let's see how Spurs do after attack a team at home. You know, can they do it then? Uh, but, yeah, so but I agree. I think Spurs are... But, you know, we've got a game in hand on Spurs and we're three points clear of them. So, yeah, uh, you know... They've I, been I abject. Think... They've been abject in the past and they've had some... And like you said, the Burn, they lost to Burnley. That wasn't exactly a good yeah. result from their perspective. Obviously, great from Arsenal's, Arsenal's point of view. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much of a challenge they'll be. It's just what... What bothered me was the fact they got four. I know it's only Leeds and they're turning into whipping boys, but well, were they in the future? We don't know because when I'm not sure if they've appointed a new manager. If they have, I'm I'm not aware they of have, it. Yeah, they have. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 big problems at that at Leeds. Uh, and yeah, that, that, don't get me wrong. Spurs are quite informed. They're not as informed as Arsenal, but over the last ten games, they're recent, yeah, they're one of the informed teams uh, despite losing. Three times they they had done quite well. I think up until the end of January, they'd done very. They were informed that the whole new manager bounce and Conti, and it's that this month of February has been a bit mixed for them. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, I I agree. I I think they're our biggest threat to top four. I think do, do you know what? I don't think Spurs are our biggest threat to top four. I think Arsenal are our biggest threat. To top four. <laughs> uh, I think yeah, I, I, because I think you know there's as a yeah, we, we, we joked very briefly about possibly catching Chelsea. We win our game in hand. We're only two points away. Uh, you know, and we go and we have to go play them. Now, I get, I still don't think it's possible. I, I think it's unlikely. But, you know, two weeks ago, we wouldn't have said that Liverpool would be in the title race. And it can change quite quickly. You know, it can change quite quickly. So, you know, I, I, I still think, I think Wolves might have just fallen off now. I get the feeling Wolves, with that loss against uh, West Ham, I, I get the feeling they've just fallen off a little bit. Uh, they have got some games left, though, apparently. Based on, uh, you know, yeah, based on my looking at the fantasy football, they're saying they're, they're mostly green and grey. Yeah. <laughs> fantasy football, you know, can I trust them? I'm not yeah. sure. But, you well, know, they've got Palace and Watford at home coming up, so they've got games in hand. So they uh, could... They could be, I mean, but they don't look like they've got loads of goals in them, do they, uh, Wolves? No, they don't. Well, their attack is one of the worst attacks in the league. Yeah, the only reason why there's high those are is because they're so difficult to break down. Uh, and like I said, they've got one of the best defences in the league. But yeah, they, they've got one of the worst attacks in the league. Like, uh, but yeah, I think that they might maybe fall in a way. Don't, you know, I'm not saying definite yet. I think West Ham, you know, I don't think they're a great team. I think they've got a few good players, uh, but it's like a team of journeymen. Uh, uh, yeah, I think United, like you said, is a team of individuals uh, and they can some, uh, put it together. Sometimes they can, sometimes they can't. Uh, and Spurs, you know, like I said, I'm not convinced by Spurs. Uh, I do think it's Arsenal's for the taking. Whether they do or not obviously remains to be seen. But yeah, we have to treat each game as it comes. You know, Watford, they're, they're fighting for their lives. But I think we have the quality to beat them. And, you know, again, it's another... We've had another nine days rest, uh, you know, until Sunday. I'm a bit annoyed about the fixtures in March, actually, because we play Villa, I think it is. Uh, we've got Villa, Liverpool and the other game, all, all three games in seven days. We play Wednesday and then we play Saturday morning. And you're like, well, why can't we play Sunday? Yeah, you know, why do we have to play Saturday morning? Things a bit unfair on Arsenal, but you know, uh, it, 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 uh, yeah, it'd be difficult. But again, you know, the fixtures look winnable. You know, in the month of March, uh, what we got? <clears throat> uh, the month of March, we've got. Yeah, so obviously, what for the way next game? Leicester yeah, at home, Liverpool at home. Pretty tough yeah. games. Yeah, uh, Leicester at home, very winnable. Watford away, very winnable. Liverpool at home will be tough. Yeah, Villa away. They've, they've, uh, they're not great form at the minute. There's you know, three games in six days. Three games, though, like you yeah. said. Yeah. Not much like recovery time there. 
It's the Villa away game that's bothering me the most out of those, strangely. I don't know why. I mean, I should be most bothered about Liverpool at home because Arsenal can't seem to get anything out of Liverpool in the league. And even the cup was a couple of years ago. So that's obviously the hardest one. It's hard to even see one point there. But I don't know. I can't write Arsenal off against anyone at the moment. Seems to Liverpool are in the Champions League. They've you know, they've still got Europe, they've got squad games to sort of, you know, they've got more games to worry about. Uh, and while, you know, obviously after the Watford game, you've got another week pretty much to then manage, you know, three games in, in a week, six days really. Yeah, I don't understand why they've gone, right, let's put Arsenal uh, Wednesday night and then Saturday morning, you know, or Saturday midday, why can't we do Sunday, you know? Uh and we're on the TV, we're on the TV all of those games as well, all of our games in March, uh, and the first game in April were all on the TV. So people, you know, always says to me that people want to watch Arsenal. We're yeah, you know, we're starting to be a bigger team again. Yeah, it's looking that way. Um, what did you see? Um, I only sort of picked this up today, really, even though I think I noticed at the time. But the Sun were running the story that. That Ben White should have been sent off in the Wolves game. Did you see that? I saw what he did. The yellow card. If yeah, he, it wasn't a red, was it? Did you feel no, it was a red? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't read the Sun for many reasons. Uh, no. And I, I did, the tabloids are just—it's just clickbait, isn't it? It's just nonsense. And there is. Really? It does feel like an anti-Arsenal uh, agenda going on. There's not a lot of um, Arsenal in the um, in the press section because you know when I used to work for the press, there's quite a lot of West Ham, quite a lot of Liverpool, um, but not not a lot. Oh, you're saying hello to Gaza? Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if he's yeah. hello, Gaza. I don't think well, so. Hopefully, you've got the link from my Twitter. So I put I started advertising on Twitter. Oh, uh, our podcast. Yeah. So maybe got it off that. Who knows? Uh, to try and like invite people, get more people like listeners. Uh, but yeah, like I do feel like there's certainly an anti-Arsenal agenda. Uh, you never trust the media. Uh, but yeah, I, I you know if it had been any other club, like yeah, you know, I, I saw. So I don't know if you saw the Everton Man City game, and mm. there's a blatant handball uh, by. One of the city defenders, how it wasn't given a penalty, how VAR, VAR didn't give it a penalty, God only knows, right? Everything kicked off. Lampard kicked off, you know, rang up the PGMOL and they apologised. They apologised huh. for making the wrong decision. Where's, our, where's Arsenal's apology with all the wrong decisions? And I think Arteta is a bit too nice at times. Like, and you just go, you know, Arsenal have been the victim of some absolutely shocking decisions this year. Uh, and you remember that goal we were moaning about, the, the Lacazette goal that got ruled out, that seemed perfect. To me, it seemed onside. And even when they slowed it down and stopped it, I thought, he's onside. Yeah, he's level he's with the last man. He's level. And they never really showed it properly. Never, never showed it again. Yeah. It was almost yeah. like, and I, I don't really buy into conspiracy theories that much, actually. But at that point, I started thinking, they don't want us to see this. It's yeah, quite obvious yeah. they don't want us to see this. Why are they not showing this goal again? Why? Def- every time they showed it, it looked onside, not offside, which is what I thought first First of all, anyway, and so did the ref. Yeah. Just- you, think about, you think about Saka against Palace, that James McArthur walloped him, didn't even get looked at. You think that Tommy Asu getting a stud in the face, wasn't oh, worthy of the card against Everton. There's been, there's been a few instances where you go, well, yeah, it, it's so, in, yeah, and you just think, yeah, either it's incredible incompetent, or you know, there is a bit of an anti-Arsenal agenda. Yeah, Jack does a tackle red card, you know, and it, there's there's certain things where you just go, mm, doesn't doesn't feel right. But I, that supposedly they're gonna uh, completely revamp the whole referees and improve the standards. So hopefully it might get a bit better next year, and we'll just have to. Yeah, we didn't get a player sent off against Wolves this game, did we? So that was a yeah, positive. Yeah, makes a change. <laughs> uh, did you see? Um, did you see at the end of the game, Raúl Jiménez 
went over to the Arsenal crowd and was taking pictures with the Arsenal crowd. Did you see that? Yeah, because he was Mexican. There was a Mexican fan there. I saw that. I was a bit surprised by that. Uh, you know, I, I, I was never... Join the lines with that. You know what I'm like. <laughs> I, was yeah, going... I, I, I didn't really understand it, to be honest. So if you, why would you... Even though that I, I get it, they're Mexican. Uh, but why would you go to the pictures of the opposition? I know, band? it's odd. And, then, and honestly, yeah, I, I'm saying I'm reading between the lines, but with a with sort of tongue in cheek. But I thought, oh, so I think he wants to transfer to Arsenal. That was my first <laughs> incorrect conclusion. But I don't think Arsenal would buy him anyway. No, he's no, not got an age profile, is he? And he's he weren't exactly he wasn't that dangerous, was he? He had a chance, I think, and blew it. Yeah, yeah, I get I get the thing. He's not that prolific. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, now, I mean, after he suffered that terrible injury, I I just thought, yeah, it's just he's spreading goodwill. That's what he's doing. I mean, I thought it was it was quite a nice thing to see because it's so unusual. I quite obviously I was happier with the result than than his goodwill gesture. But yeah, um, so yeah, overall, he was how how did it how did it compare to the Brentford performance? Though? Do you think Brentford was stronger? I think from Arsenal's perspective, we're a bit more in control. But I think because they're a better team, aren't they? Uh, Wolves are a better team. I think Brentford, we were in control. It was more Brentford didn't offer much really for me going forward. I didn't think. Mm. Uh, whereas Wolves, you know, they they looked like scoring a few times. They had a few chances. You know, there was definitely, yeah, you know, Wolves are a better team. So that's there's no argument there, is there? Uh, Wolves are a better team. And so, you know, it's going to be harder. And I think it's going to be trickier. But, you know, yeah, we got, we got the result. I think it's what matters really, isn't it? We got the result. Yeah, of course. Who could not be un, who could be unhappy with that? Who supports Arsenal? I was going to say, though, the only thing that annoyed me, and it's not, you know, I'm not blaming Arsenal, but when Lacazette, in my opinion, scored a goal... How could they give that as an own goal? Just because they think with all their technology, which they don't only use sparingly, this technology tells tells them that that shot was not going in, therefore it's an own goal. I think it's ridiculous. Because yeah. if, they, if they applied that, if they went back in time, guys like Supermac would have hardly scored any goals. You know, I'm not saying they're all like that, but, you know, if you, I think if you take a shot, Towards goal and it goes in. I don't. I think it's so unfair to chalk it off. No, I, mean, I, no I, 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 I tend to agree with it, really, Joe. Yeah. Because you know, you know, we could have a shot and it, and it not goes in. Thing, if you have a shot that's not on target and then it hits a defender and bounces in, well, it's yeah. it's you know, it's not your and, and, and it is difficult to judge. Maybe it was a bit harsh, but hmm. I, I was behind. I've seen views from behind the goal. And it, it looked like it wasn't going in. Like, Star pushed it in. Uh, Actually, but... yeah. Look, I mean, I know I'm moaning about it, but now I've suddenly thought of a reason why why that's changed. And the reason why is gambling. Because otherwise, there'd be all kinds of skullduggery going on. You know, if, if you know, there might be anyway, but it would cause issues, you know, because... From, from a gambling perspective, they need to know who's who's the assist. It's all got to be really verified. So I sort of answered yeah, my own course. question there. Yeah. So yeah, I can I can see it. But whereas in the old days it was yeah, there was gambling going on, but it was you know it was of a different nature. You couldn't gamble on so many you know so many things. I think you could gamble on the first goal scorer, but again they didn't have the technology to really to really sort of look into the goals and check the angles and so on. It's like Superman, apparently. He's, I think I read it, I don't know what I read it in, maybe Fever Pitch or something, but apparently he he was taking other, like, own goals. If somebody knocked the ball in their own net and he didn't even touch it, he would claim the goal and, and he would get it as well. That's that's what I read. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't remember, I saw him play actually, but I don't remember him ever doing that. Not in front, not in front of me. And not, I don't remember seeing it on TV either. But I'd like, I'd like to see some of these goals that they claim that he, he that he um, insisted were his, and they weren't at all. So, um, 
So yeah, I just felt a bit sorry for Lacazette because what after that, after the offside goal that was an offside, and then this, I mean, it was such such a good strike. I just think to just have that down as an assist, yeah, it just it still upsets me a little bit. Did you see the story about Wenger coming back to Arsenal? And then the headline is in the Evening Standard: Arsenal rule out emotional Arsene Wenger return following Mikel Arteta talks last year. Which is quite a misleading title, actually. So right. even the standard are getting at getting at it because it makes it sound like they don't want him to come back, but actually they've said they do want him to come back. But then they sort of said, "But he's too busy, so he won't be coming back." Yeah, but do you what, think it would be a good thing? I, I don't know. I don't know what what role would he have. Like I suppose, you know, it, certainly it feels like his ideas are a bit outdated. You know, it, it's interesting that he hasn't, he hasn't had another coaching job or managerial job since. You know, maybe he's had offers, I don't know. But I kind of feel like I don't know what he would bring to the table, really. Obviously, lots of experience, but, yeah, he'd be upstairs, I suppose. Uh, but I think football's moved on. I think it would be, you know, I think football's moved on. Uh, so... I, I I wouldn't be keen on it. I think it's going backwards. Yeah, I wouldn't be keen on it either because um, I just don't. I just feel like I don't know. It almost undermines the manager or gives the possibility of undermining the manager if you've got a previous manager up there. You know, because a lot of times, not at Arsenal but at other clubs, I've seen the guy who's upstairs ends up coming back downstairs again and takes over. It's happened yeah. so many times. So yeah. I just don't think it's healthy at all. So I me mean, personally, I'm I'm against it really. <laughs> um, I don't see what 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 good it would do if he did come back. What about um, Pepe? Would you consider starting him after he scored a goal? Uh, no, I could. Well, where would, I don't think you could start him over Saka, uh, no. and I don't think you can start him over Martinelli on the left. I don't think Saka, uh, Pepe would be. I think Pepe. You need to say to Pepe, all right, prove your worth. Been like he came on, he made the he, him and Enketia definitely made the difference. No argument there. Uh, but I think you can't drop Saka because the sub did all right. Like, yeah, Saka's going to have bad games or he's not going to be as effective. I thought Saka actually did all right on the left as well. Yeah, I thought Martinelli, but it was the right sub to take Martinelli off. It was. Uh, I didn't think Martinelli played particularly well. Uh, so, no, I think it's good to have these options on the bench. And I think we're going to need these options when we play those three games in six days. Maybe maybe yeah. the thinking is, like Martinelli, in, even though I think, I, think, I think, well, after he scored that goal, probably he's part of it. But I think, to me... Martinelli runs about the pitch so much more than Pepe does. So for that reason, I'd prefer to start with Martinelli until... I mean, I know Pepe's increasing his work rate, but the issue with Pepe... You know I really like Pepe a lot because he's so... Yeah, he's, had, he's had one 15-minute appearance where he's actually done something. He's yeah. been shittles. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think... You know, uh, Martinelli has got... you know. In terms of goals and assists combined, I would almost be certain that Martinelli's in double figures. Saka as well. Mithro as well. I don't think you... you, know, you reward, yeah, I don't think you, you would reward Pepe with starting after one decent 15-minute cameo. Uh, I, I think... And you have to use it as, as, a, as bait almost. You go, okay... You did yeah. well. Do that again and again and again, and I might consider starting you. But I don't think you you let him start straight away because he's... no, no, I wouldn't either. But I would consider maybe bringing him on a bit earlier. That's all because maybe, of that. Yeah, you know, yeah, maybe sixtieth yeah. minute. I, I don't really like this seventieth minute substitutes. Reminds me of Wenger. Well, I think as well. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think as well. It's uh, you think to yourself, well, okay. Like I said, in those three, yeah, you, know, you keep him playing. You keep him coming on as a sub. And you, you know, get his match fitness up again, or you get his game time up again, and then maybe we do need him against Villa, or you know, maybe he does start against Villa if he carries on playing well, uh, because you know, I don't think Saka, Martinelli, 
can play three games in six days. Maybe they can, but you know it's going to be difficult. And obviously, if we get into Europe next year, we'll have to do this. We'll have to manage having three games in a week. Uh, but we'll have a bigger squad, hopefully. So I think maybe you know, Arteta might be looking ahead a little bit and go, well, OK, we'll, we'll keep him on the periphery. Bring him on. I think him, Enketia, Smith-Rowe are your attacking subs, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's I mean? a few options. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine Smith-Rowe starting over Martinelli. I think Arteta likes Lacazette as a nine. I know we floated the idea last week of maybe Smith Rowe or Martinelli playing as a striker as a fourth nine, and maybe Arteta will go down that route. But certainly, I think we can both agree that the starting forward four are Saka on the right, Martinelli on the left, Odegaard as 10, and uh, Lacazette as, as a nine or a fourth nine or whatever. I think that's the starting. And then maybe, yeah, you've got Smith Rowe off the bench. Smith Rowe's done really well off the bench this season. Yeah, of got, if Pepe wants to carry on playing well off the bench, brilliant. You know, it's good to have that option. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't reward it. I, I would struggle to, unless he goes on a run of scoring goals, or maybe Saka hits a bit of bad form, or Martinelli hits a bit of bad form. Maybe, yeah. But what you want, Joe, is you want a squad. And what Arsenal's done is they've thinned out the squad. And they've got rid of people that were complacent. They've got rid of people that go, oh, I'm starting every week. I know I am. And Emery had that problem. Wenger had that problem. Arteta, I think, had a little bit of it where he couldn't drop certain players because the squad wasn't good enough. And it's taken him two years. But now we've got, a, apart from Xhaka and Laka, we've got nine players that are our starting players. And but what we need to do now is make sure that we've got a squad of 17, 18 that are all pushing each other. As soon as a a player knows, if I don't play well, I'm going to get dropped. And I think that's what, you know, that drives players, that makes them hungry, that makes them work hard. And I think Pepe needs that. He needs to earn it. Uh, And I just don't think one 15-minute cameo, as good as it was, uh, uh, justifies dropping Saka. Because that's who you drop, isn't it? You drop Saka. And I can drop Saka, no way. So if I was going to drop somebody, it would be if I were going to drop somebody, it would be uh, Martinelli out the two. I know he hasn't been great. Like the last three games, obviously, he got sent off. He missed Brentford. I don't think he was great against Wolves, but uh, I think he's yeah over over the season. He's certainly come on since December time. Obama Yang got dropped. I think he's he's done well. Yeah, I'm not I'm not unhappy with him overall. So you know, the yeah, the red card was a bit. I don't know how much that was his fault. It seemed like again, want to blame the referees. But you know, you were talking yeah. about strengthening the squad. But then, what do you think about you heard you heard about the uh, financial news, which wasn't too good. What was it? Um, a loss of a uh, hundred and seven million. Was it hundred and seven? Yeah. Yeah, I tried to read it. I read it today off uh, well, Swiss Ramble on Twitter. That was like a fantastic uh, analysis of it. Like really, yeah. And to be honest, a bit of it went over my head. Um, yeah. Yeah, but certainly, I think the what I took from it was it's un, almost understandable for two reasons. First, being COVID. So yeah, we, Arsenal. I think apart from Spurs, maybe, Arsenal get 25% of their revenue from tickets and match day, right? Which is like the, the second highest in the league, okay? Uh, a lot of other clubs don't rely on match day for their revenue. Arsenal do a lot. And so obviously with COVID, fans weren't going to games, etc., etc. That had a massive impact on Arsenal's finances. The second one being... Arsenal haven't, aren't in Europe. Even the Europa League, you get some money for it. It's paltry compared to Champions League. But, you know, Champions League, I think Chelsea got like 100 million to reach in the final uh, last Champions League. You know, so Arsenal haven't got any of that. So I think with those two factors, that's a big reason as to why we're recording losses. Obviously now, you know, fingers crossed, COVID seems to be yeah, certainly fans are going back to games. 
Uh, and, you know, I, I think definitely will reach Europe this year. Whether it's Champions League or not, I don't know. Uh, obviously, we, we touched on that earlier. It remains to be seen. But I think it would have to be pretty fucking... Have, have a massive collapse to not reach Europe. You know, I think... Like I said, you, you know, I, I think Wolves are just... You know, we'd have to... And, yeah, we'd have to go on a very bad run of form. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, it's not, nothing's ever in the bag, is it? But, you know, the way Arsenal have yeah, been... I, and the I team do, spirit... We win eight... We've got 14 games left. We win eight or nine of those games. I think we'll be okay. Just based on... So I looked at the, the run-ins and everything else. And there's this thing... I can't remember what website it was. It might have been the Evening Standard. Where you, I try to be honest and go right. How do I think United? All of the fixtures are going to go for the rest of the season. Uh, and you know, and I was quite harsh with Arsenal. Like I thought, but then I said right. Let's say if we lose to uh, Liverpool, we lose to Chelsea, but we draw with United and Spurs and West Ham, uh, mm. and we still got four. So and we mm. lose. To, you know, so uh, well, that, winning at Villa though. Did you? Put- Gonna, yeah, did you put them? Uh, we're going to win in Villa. You put that. I think. I. I think. No. I, I think I put the draw actually. Oh, okay. That's fair. I said, I said we'll be. Yeah, that's really and actually it's quite harsh, you know, to think that the Arsenal are only going to take what was it, one point from West Ham, one point from Spurs. Who was the yeah. other one? You said one point. United. United. Uh, yeah, you know. So yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I like well, to I, think Arsenal will get more than three from those three fixtures. Exactly. I think we're a better team than West Ham. I think yeah. we play United at ours. Uh, and I think, you know, we, we fucking owe them after they beat us at Old Trafford earlier in the year. I just, yeah. not a good we struggle to handle that. Yeah, we can get at them. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I think, you know, we, we should beat Leicester at home. We should beat Brighton at home. We should beat Leeds at home. We should beat Newcastle away. We should beat Everton at home. You know, that's seven wins there. So, you know, you look at the games we should win. We should beat Watford. We should beat Leicester. Right? Let's look at that. We should win those two. We should beat Brighton. We should beat Leeds. We should beat Newcastle away. We should beat Everton. So that's six wins. Palace will be tricky. Uh, Southampton, I haven't mentioned. Man United, um, uh, and then Chelsea Spurs. So uh, that's the remaining eight. Yeah, we should get three or four wins out of that. You know, so uh, that's what I mean. I, I think it, I still, yeah, I do believe it's in our hands. Uh, but I, of course, we have to take one game at a time. But yeah, if we, I said this last week, and I stick, I stand by it. If we win the games we should win. Then you know we've got a very very good chance. Forget about the games against the the other top four contenders. The games that we should win, it puts us seventy points. It's a very achievable target. Yeah, it sounds sounds really doable actually. So um, we've got right, we've got, yeah. we've got forty five already. That's yeah. eight yeah. in the draw, and I think seventy points is traditionally normally what it is, isn't it? So. You know, I think it's very, very good. And as I said, Spurs are in form. I agree. They're doing quite well. Uh, but I don't think, you know, we'll, we'll see. Let's one game at a time. Exactly, yeah. I haven't done the calculations yet. I'll, I'll probably will soon. If, I, if, I, if I'd have seen that, that um, predictor on the evening standard, I probably would have fallen for that one and clicked away and put all my scores in. But, yeah, I, it sounds like you were pretty reasonable. You'd expect yeah, Arsenal yeah. to do slightly better than what, what you put in. You'd expect yeah. that, but of course we can't. Nothing's guaranteed. The only thing is the squad's so thin. That's all. That's that's my yeah. only issue. Of course. Well, that's the, this is the thing. You know, there's certain players that if we get injured, if they get injured, we'd struggle. So I think Partey, I think we'd struggle. Odegaard, we'd struggle. Uh, and I think... Ramsdale, you know, they're the, if they got injured, you know, Leno, to be fair to Leno, I think he's, he's not a bad player. I think it restricts our play uh, and we're a lesser team with Leno than Ramsdale. Well, that's why Ramsdale starts. I, 
But I don't think, in terms of goalkeeping, I don't think Leno's a bad goalkeeper. But I think no. in terms of how we play football as a team, Leno hasn't got the range of passing that Ramsdale has. Uh, we don't have another six. We don't, sorry, we don't have another four. Partey got injured. Uh, and for me, we don't have another quality. Although Odegaard started playing a bit deeper. Yes, uh, yes. You know, he's less of a 10, more of a, like an eight, I guess. Uh, so, I, I, you know, for me, there's a few players. Yes, I agree. But, you know, off the bench, you know, if you look at the start in 11, you go, okay, off the bench, we've got, you know, Cedric's not terrible. Uh, Tavares, okay, fine. Uh, Leno, fine. Then you've got Smith Rowe, Pepe. All right, yeah, you know, Enketia. Yeah, it's not an awful bench. But yeah, I, I wouldn't want any of those players to be out for a sustained period of time, definitely. Yeah, if Arsenal stick clear of injuries, then yeah, could be could be Champions League. It's not it's not out of the question. Far from no, it. No, definitely. Because so, I, I think I think we've we've been saying all along, you know, fourth fourth is possible, and we're still saying it. So let's hope. Let's yeah. just hope it continues yeah. this mood. You yeah. know, like I said, we've got three games in hand on United. Uh, and then, you know, and like I said we win, you know, it, it's up for grabs. I think Manchester, yeah, City and Liverpool, uh, a breakaway. I think Chelsea, uh, Chelsea for me, uh, possible, you know, I, I still do think that they may uh, have, you know, with uh, what's going on in Ukraine and so on, and Abramovich handing over the team to like a trust, uh, sorry, the club to a trust. I don't really understand the ins and outs of that, but. I don't expect all those things going on behind the scenes is helping Chelsea as a football club. So, who knows? Who knows? Is it going to affect the players? I'm just looking at their fixtures. They've got a very easy running. Mm. Like they've got their only tough game apart from us, uh, and that's at Chelsea. Their only tough game. They got to play Southampton away. That might be a bit tricky. West Ham at home. I, I, Expecting to breeze past West Ham. Wolves at home again. Expecting to beat Wolves. United away. That's right at the end of the season. Uh, yeah. So for me, I think just because they've got quite an easy run in. Uh, yeah, you know, the most when you look at the talent they've got, and and they do actually play like a team, and they have got a decent manager. So it's yeah. hard to see. I cannot see Arsenal getting third. I just can't see it. Fourth, yeah. yeah I've I've been saying it for quite a while. I thought. Soon as well, not obviously at the start of the season, but when Arsenal put a run together, I thought, well, Arsenal really are probably the fourth best team in the league. So that's yeah. where they deserve to finish. They are yeah. the fourth best team. Um, whoever, I'm not sure who the fifth best team is because it depends. But Arsenal, over the over what we've seen so far this season, that totally totally deserve Champions League football next next season. Okay. As, as yeah. a full place team in in England, you know that's where they're at. You know that's the reality. Because Man U are not as good. I mean, on a, on a very good day, they might be better, but they, those days don't come around very much. So, so yeah, I can't I can't see past Arsenal. Really. Well, their march is they play City away, Spurs at home, Liverpool away. Uh, you know, so it's very possible that we win our games. Uh, you know, and we get good points. We can start to hopefully pull away from them. Uh, just looking at Spurs' fixtures, uh, Everton at home, yeah, I think they'll win that. Manu away, uh, Brighton away, oh, maybe, and then they play West Ham at home. Uh, so they normally yeah. do quite well against West Ham, but West Ham, the games I've always seen, Spurs always seem to beat West Ham. Aren't they? Yeah. West Ham uh, put up a decent fight usually <laughs> on and off yeah. for a bit. You know, they've got, yeah, they've got a few tricky games. They've got to play Liverpool uh, away uh, as well. So, yeah, they've got a few relatively easy running. I think Arsenal seems to have just got a lot of games to play. Yeah, that's the issue. And that's why I worry about injuries. Particularly if if Arsenal don't get protection from referees. And like you mentioned, uh, you know, when the Japanese guy got studs in the face. I can't forget about that. I say I can't. I don't remember who did it, but it was it was horrendous. How how could the guy get away with that? And and that's the thing. Arsenal do 
not so much this Arsenal, but in, in years past, they've got roughed up. Every time Arsenal start going near the top of the table, all the other teams start playing roughhouse tactics and the referees just sort of turn a blind eye to it. And then, yeah. and then surprise, surprise, Arsenal don't are not invincible anymore. So every time they've shown signs of it, oh, okay, this team's nowhere near invincible, that's for sure. But they're moving in the right direction. So we couldn't, couldn't rule it out that, that maybe one day Arteta or, or maybe somebody else years down the line might might put together a team that's almost as good as the Invincibles. I mean, seems a long way off. You know, but that kind of team spirit they showed. So, yeah. you still think Lacazette's definitely going to leave after uh, that? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I think for his career, I think because obviously he wants one big payday, I don't think Arsenal will offer him a big payday. I think Arsenal will offer him a year or a two-year deal. Uh, so, yeah, the feeling is, I think the feeling is that he will leave, yeah. But as long as he does the business this year, you know, uh, and then... We'll see see what happens in the summer. Yeah, it just worries me as well that. But I mean, I, f- I think for now I'll just worry about from here on to the end of the season. But after that, yeah, with with the lack of strikers, you know, Balogun might come back, and he's not really been scoring goals, is he, at Middlesbrough? I think he's playing most of the games. Yeah, he's not well, not getting goals, is he? I think he might have yeah, got an assist. Yeah, it's a learning experience for the fact that he's getting game time. Uh, I think yeah. is the important thing. Uh, I've just seen something on Twitter now. We've all already in 13 matches, we've got more points at home than we did all of last year. Whoa. You know. Well, that's, uh, nice so, stat. Yeah, so we, yeah. We've only dropped a few points. I think it's only uh, Chelsea and City that have beaten us at home. Uh, and we've got a couple, we've had a couple of draws, haven't we? But, our home record is obviously a lot better this year. Yeah, that's. Um, I think I think the fans, obviously, in watching from long distance, extremely long distance, but it seems like the fans are really behind the team. So much more, so much more so than was the, the case in years gone by. You know, because when I used to go to the ground, I used to get wound up. Particularly, I remember during the era of Giroud. Olivier Giroud, you know, that some of the fans used to give him so much stick. I used to get an irritated by it. I mean, I, I nearly had, I didn't, because I'm not that brave, but I nearly had words with people sometimes because I thought, why don't you shut up and stop stop moaning about him all the time? Like, it's everything is his fault. So it was that, but what I'm trying to say really, it's not about Giroud, but it's about the level of negativity at the Emirates. It used to be quite high. But then, of course, it, they would switch. Obviously, if Giroud scored, they'd all be singing singing Giroud songs. So it was it was a quick switch. But I, did you do you feel that? Do you think it's more positive now than it was? Uh, yeah, I think Arteta's. I think certainly the 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 attitude does seem to be a bit more positive. Uh, I think there's it's a bit more unified. I think Arsenal. There's lots of yeah. You know, when Arsenal were going through the bad times with yeah towards the end of Wenger's reign and. You know, it's because we've been sort of treated to you know, winning trophies and being competitive. And people, you know, you had it very divided, wasn't it? A very divisive. Yeah. Wenger in, Wenger out. And yeah, there was that, of course. Yeah. And he that was... didn't help matters by, you know, staying longer than he should have. And I think then with Emery, you had a lot of people going, oh, well, you know, I'm st- Wenger should have stayed, blah, blah, blah. And Wenger, yeah, Emery, you know, didn't do what we wanted him to do, but I think there's problems where behind, you know, behind the scenes almost as well. I think you can easily blame Emery, but I think the running of the club, you know, how the Cronkies run it, some of the people that we hired, with like Raul Sanolini, Sven uh, Mestalat, some of those people, uh, you know, was it Ivan Davidis, yeah, the running of the club was shambolic. And, uh, so I think yeah, it was it was justified, but I think now people are happy with how they see the club is being run. I think they're happy of Arteta. Uh, I think they they understand. You know, you, you know, we didn't sign anyone in the transfer window, and I think the majority of the fans understood why, and they're will you know because they see how the teams perform. 
But yeah, I do think it's a bit more positive. It's funny, I think online, certainly on Twitter, it's more negative than it is at the, at the actual stadium. I think genuinely people are quite positive and willing to give... Uh, yeah, because you can hear through the feed. You can hear... You know when Arsenal were losing that game against Wolves? You could hear the crowd, any little chance, any... You know, if Lacazette sort of gestured to the crowd, they were they were up singing. Well, I don't know yeah. if they were up, but you could hear the volume. So it was coming through, and I just thought, well, when I was watching, maybe I turned the sound up slightly, but, but when I watched the other games, the atmosphere seemed quite mute compared to Arsenal. And in, in years gone by, it wasn't always the case. Because, I mean, people always made fun, didn't they? They said Highbury Library and that kind of thing. But the volume has sounded pretty high in the game's... In the games I've watched, I don't think I've cranked it up that much. Compared to the other games, it seemed like there, there wasn't a great atmosphere. But the Arsenal games, the atmosphere seems quite electric to me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, well, I, I do think it's, yeah, and Arteta has said this and the players have said this, that there is a much better, uh, you know, the fans, we're relying on the fans a lot to you know, keep us going and to motivate us and to, to push us. And yeah, and I think the young players, especially, buzz off the off the fans, and I think that's definitely a reason. And Arteta said it is definitely a reason uh, for Arsenal's improved form. You know. Yeah. All right. So we're going to leave it there. Is there anything else that we missed? Do you think? I think we covered quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we covered most things. Obviously, talked about the money. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. And only, only Watford, well, only Watford, I'll be careful with that. But Watford coming up and um, they've got less cojones than they had, right? Because he's, who does he play for now? Dini, is it uh, Birmingham? I didn't check. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, right, we'll, 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 let, we'll let our audience, our massive audience go on that note then. No more cojones at, at Watford. Right, adios, amigos.